0: Coming to you on some serious tape delay via podcast near you from that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California. It's Dudes on Hockey.
1: He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug.
0: Hey there, and welcome to Dudes on Hockey Podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, before we get
1: started, I just want to warm up a little bit. Okay. Oh! <gasps> <gasps> Uh, I'll make sure we have all our reactions ready. Ooh.
0: Why are we doing this? We're not at FanFest. We're ready. We
1: right. be- <laughs> dude, I wanted to go to FanFest and you said it was a bad idea. So,
0: I mean, let's be clear. That is the biggest lie in the world. <laughs> I want to go to FanFest and you're like, dude, I want to go. It's okay. Bad well, ass. who are you
1: going to believe? Who are the listeners going to believe? I say Michael didn't want to go.
0: They believe me. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
1: Why should they believe you?
0: I have no idea.
1: (laughs) One of us didn't want to go, and that's why we're sitting here during FanFest recording the podcast. That's true. We are there in spirit. (laughs) Dude, they were charging $65 to have the right to drink beer in the parking lot.
0: Yeah, that's true. When you put it like that, it doesn't sound great. no. But you do get to meet some of the players.
1: We To wait in line to meet some of the players. You know what? I would love to hear uh, from any of the listeners who went. And get a review. So uh, let us know what you thought of Fan Fest. We did not go this year. We went actually last year. You were out of town, and I went mm-hmm. to the end of it and watched the Sharks. Like uh, <laughs> it's not fair to say old timers game, yeah. but that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I noticed I didn't think Dan Boyle was playing this year, so uh, I'm out. I thought I saw him. Oh well, then we should be there. Yeah. Damn it. We really blew it.
0: Yeah. Shoot. Oh well.
1: Anyways, uh we're not there, let us know what you thought.
0: I'm yeah. sure it was fun. I was hoping for a, you know, a, a real reaction like when you saw Devin set a Gucci at the mall. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping for something like that, you know, just a really, you know, yeah. real moment between <laughs> between you and a shark player.
1: I like to run into the sharks just in real life situations, yeah. you know, and you just hope
0: that and you have a really meaningful uh, conversation yeah, with them.
1: You'll be like, "Oh, look, there's Dylan DeMello at the airport. Oops, <laughs> he's, he's leaving." He's flying he got out. <laughs>
0: Goodbye
1: (laughs) Anyways Dude dude. let's talk
0: about the aftermath Of the Eric Carlson trade Because we recorded last time Within hours of the trade And and we were all very excited and giddy About the prospect of Eric uh, Carlson Coming to San Jose And now that he's here And is practicing with the team And did play last night Played last night against Vegas. No, he did not play last night. And that he didn't play last night against did Vegas. Did not play last
1: night, but he did skate out of the tunnel modeling the third that's, jersey.
0: That's what, that's what yeah. shook me up because I, I saw that clip of him uh, modeling the jersey. Anyway, yeah. does has your opinion changed at all? Your impression of the trade changed at all between the initial reaction and now? Yes. What, what has changed?
1: I am even more excited. <laughs> to be honest, I'm even more excited and... I think just having more time to to think about it I, I am I am not worried about them doing an extension. I'm just not worried about it. I saw Pierre Lebrun wrote that they can't even do one.
0: They can't do the eight year version. Well, that's what they're gonna do, of course,
1: you know, so there's gonna be no extension right away because he's gonna want the eight years. The fact that he talked to Doug Wilson that he talked to Hasso Plotner. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in place. Unless he hates it here, right. which he won't. Very unlikely. And unless you know, it's just a total train wreck, which it won't be, he's going to be here for a long time, which is exciting. This is the best Sharks team on paper that we've ever had. Mm-hmm. And I just look around the... The landscape of the league and think that the opportunity is there to win the whole thing. I mean, I think the opportunity is there. So I'm stoked, dude. What about you,
0: dude? I was reading the comment thread from the last podcast. Obviously, listeners, a lot of them wrote to us and said, Thank you for posting so quickly, which we appreciate. And I uh, posted something in the comment thread of the last podcast, and we had talked about the significance of this trade versus other Sharks' trades in history. And the more I thought about it, the more I think this is the biggest trade in Sharks' history. This is bigger than the Joe Thornton trade. We have a two-time Norris-winning defenseman. There's not many of those anyway in the history of the league. And we have a two-time Norris-winning defenseman coming to the Sharks in his 20s. All right, this is not a 36-year-old Chris Pronger being traded to the Arizona Coyotes. This is a this is a 28-year-old Eric Carlson who has played more than 70 games each of the past five seasons and has won two Norris trophies. This is actually a bigger trade, in my opinion, than the Joe Thornton trade. Joe Thornton, of course, went on to win the Hart Trophy of the year he was traded to the Sharks, but he had not won the Hart Trophy when he was traded. Right, And some people, obviously, he was traded from Boston for a reason. You know, some people there were not happy with how Joe Thornton was turning out for reasons I still don't quite understand. But this is a bigger deal than 2005. This is a bigger deal.
1: Yeah, gosh. I think uh, I don't know if I have a strong opinion on this because I think you are right in the immediate short term. I'm looking at it right now. I agree this could put the team into a totally different category. Uh, But I think the Sharks wouldn't be in this position If they hadn't traded for Joe Thornton All those years ago Very true I mean that reset this entire franchise And created a winning culture That's been here Essentially ever since he got here So um, I think you could make an argument both ways But without a question In my mind The Sharks are set up To have a A very serious run at a championship here Mm -hmm. Um, There are some Other roster question marks. Absolutely. You know, which I think we'll talk about. There are some key Sharks players who are unsigned next year, including the captain. Right. Which there are reports that there have not been any discussions of an extension yet.
0: I do want to talk about that today. Don't
1: know what to make of that. But um, at least right now, looking at the season... I'm very excited. The expectations are certainly much higher than they have been, which we'll see how this team responds to that. But, you know, I was talking about the roster with somebody the other day. Well, they got they got Couture and they've got Hurdle and they've got Meyer and they've got Carlson. They got Burns. They got Vlasic. They, they've they got Joe Thornton. And he's fully healthy. Uh, they've got Pavelski. And then we were talking and talking, talking and talking. And then the guy was like, wait, we didn't even talk... They've got Evander Kane. I was like, yeah, I know. We've all forgotten about that now, Yeah, right? we've forgotten about Evander we Kane. We've a full season of Evander Kane now, too, which it, it's pretty... They're, they've got a much higher talent ceiling than yes. they've had in a long time. In terms
0: of high-end roster talent, this is clearly, in my view, the best team the Sharks have ever had. And clearly.
1: they have the potential to have some sneaky additions mm-hmm. including you know a player that we'll talk about here in a second
0: uh i'm i'm glad that i'm turning out to be right about this guy you yeah. actually texted me this week and gave me props after yeah. this particular player played great in the first preseason yeah, game. I, I believe
1: Ante suamela right yeah. yeah uh he is playing great in the preseason i mean you can really take a look at you know who's played in all three games and there's um I believe nine players that have played in all three games. Uh is one of them. He's a 59% in the faceoff dot, which I like. Yeah. You know, um, and he's got three points and he's a plus two. I mean, they're clearly taking a long look at this guy. And uh, you know, according to several sources in Twitter, which you always trust, you have to uh, always believe that he's got the inside edge. On one of these available two center spots, yeah, that he's going to be one of those two guys. He's an experienced player in Europe, and he looks like he might not just be a fill-in guy. Yeah, he might actually be a contributor, right? Like on a on a donskoyish ish level.
0: On the on the first game that I saw the lineup for, he centered a line with donskoy right? And and Doncic obviously finished as well. They have the the language uh, to to link them together. Right. You know, that could be an interesting pairing. You know, Suamilla and Donskoy put them together. Donskoy sort of up and down the lineup a little bit. Like for a while there, it seemed like he had locked in a second line spot by Logan Couture, and then I think maybe some injuries sort of hurt him a little bit, and then maybe he didn't quite, you know, come back totally healthy, and then he was sort of up and down. But maybe that's a pairing that could that could stick. I could I could see that I am very In terms of all the things that have come out over this preseason so far, I am certainly most excited about Suomela because he seems like right now a good plug-in for that third line. And and this is a guy who, you know, we've talked about college players and you talk about junior players and, and these kinds of things. And one of the things that you often talk about or say is that these guys don't know what it's like to play a schedule, like an NHL schedule, right? But the thing about playing in the Finnish Elite League is he does play something a lot closer to an NHL schedule than a junior player or a college player. A college player plays 30 games a year. Antti Suomela played 60 games last year right, for the Finnish League. So that's not 82 at the NHL pace, but that's closer. It makes me a little bit more secure, and maybe this guy can make the jump and consistently go. We've seen so many good players, Kevin LeBanc and many others. They have great 15-game stretch, and then they kind of tail off. Right. Maybe this guy will be able to hold on. I would love I would love to see that. Who else you got on this list, dude?
1: Well, dude, these are the guys who've played in all three games. So I think Suimela is at the top of my list. Uh, um, we'll continue with the forwards. A guy named Lucas Rattle, who we haven't talked about... He's uh was a free agent signee from the KHL. He was second on Spartak in scoring. He also played for the Czech Republic in the Olympics this last year. He's twenty seven. This is a signing that flew completely under the radar, yeah. as I can tell by the expression on your face. I have no idea. I'm not who sure you've heard this guy's name no. and I gotta be honest. Uh, I wasn't really aware of him either. He said two points in the first three games. So it was a plus two. He was just sent down. So he was just cut. Okay. But, uh, you know, you got to think that this guy is going to be one of the first guys coming up. You know, if somebody gets hurt, if they need a a body, you know, they brought in a experienced international player who appears to be someone who could play on the fourth line spot. Right. I mean... And the Sharks have a bit of a logjam and an issue in that, you know, even if they think maybe he's better than Barkley Goudreau, if you cut Barkley Goudreau, you could lose Barkley Goudreau because he's going to be exposed to waivers. So that's another player here. Barkley Goudreau is having a great preseason. He's a plus eight, he's leading the Sharks with five points. Uh, but, you know, I don't know that you can say that he's. A stone cold lock But I think that It's pretty close Rourke Chartier Just had a real nice article Written about him And uh, some of the health issues That have plagued him His concussion Problems that he's had Over the last two years Written by By Kevin Kurz Who I know we've mentioned This in the past But ever since he's jumped To the athletic His work is just Significantly better It is And I You know I'm sure that You know he he, he now has the ability to write whatever he wants to. You know, I don't think he could yeah. have necessarily written a piece like this about a an AHL player who hasn't even really been a regular contributor at the AHL level and right. his health concerns if he was. Writing and, here for a you, and here
0: we're eating it up. I right. love I love I that. Love stuff.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. And I think the point is, is that Rourke Chartier has played himself into contention for a roster spot. The thing going against Rourke Chartier is that he is Waivers exempt, so he could start mm-hmm. in the HL and the Sharks don't risk losing him. Right. Suamella's in the same position. Like he He's- could he could start in in the HL. You know, I would be really, really surprised if that happened. But would they keep both Suamella and Chartier, who both have the ability to play down in the HL level? Are they gonna play games with their roster, dude? Or are they gonna really bring the best team out of camp?
0: considering their salary cap position which is actually fairly tight it would not surprise me to see them play the kind of roster games that they we've seen them do in the past and now that the AHL team is in San Jose there's really no cost you don't have to fly guys across the country from Worcester anymore you just sort of you know yell down the hall hey get gambrel over here right
1: which is you know the next guy we'll talk about gambrel one point in three games you know i think he's i would say I'm pretty confident he will start the year in the AHL. I think that's the right call anyways, mm-hmm. actually. I'd rather see him play 17, 18 minutes a night down there than play eight here, Right. you know, and and let him develop into whatever he's going to be because mm-hmm. I don't think we're not exactly sure. Uh, Marcus Sorensen is I mean, no points so far in the preseason, plus one. Another guy who I, I don't think is going to get cut because if he gets cut, he could get lost, and he's had... Too many flashes of good mm-hmm. to risk exposing him because you got to think that, you know, a team that's not very good might want to take a, a risk on a guy like this who's shown some potential to be a difference maker in a
0: bottom six spot. Yeah, he's one of those guys that you think if you find the right pair for him, you find the right slot, the right role that he could really show that brilliance on a more regular basis that we've seen sometimes. You know, we see him, what was he had a great playoffs one year or whatever, and then he kind of disappears. And it's like, wow, if we can just find the right place, you know, and if there's a team that is hurting for some talent, I, I could see a lot of teams maybe wanting to take a flyer on a guy like that.
1: So I think that one of these guys goes down. I think it's Gambrel. The rest of them stay up. That gives them the Sharks one extra forward. <clears throat> by my count and then we look at the d which is uh uh Joakim ryan's played in every preseason game I and mean, nobody's concerned about whether he's going to be on the roster or not um i think it's interesting that he's played in every preseason game just in that i don't really know why they mm-hmm. would risk having him hurt tim heed two points minus one 19 minutes a night i mean he's playing a lot a lot I think that they're probably trying to make a decision. Like, Mm -hmm. is it going to be Tim Heed, Or is it going to be Radam Simic, who is also playing a lot, almost 17 minutes? These guys have to go through waivers. If they end up being sent down to the Barracuda, you risk losing them. Would someone really claim Tim Heed, dude?
0: That's the question.
1: You know? Um, I don't know the answer. I don't know if the Sharks know the answer. That's why I think it's more likely that the Sharks keep them both to start the season and not risk exposing Mm. themselves to not having that extra NHL death. Mike's giggling because I said exposing themselves. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yes, I am. I don't even want to know the image that you you I can't help it. I Uh, can't help it. I just imagined (sighs) Radam Simic in a big trench coat.
1: Exposing themselves. (laughs) This is why why we warmed up.
0: (laughs) I mean so, Radam Simic seems less likely to be claimed considering he's never really played in the NHL.
1: Right. I guess that's true. I I don't know who profiles to be more of an impact player. Uh Simic was one of the best defensemen on the Barracuda last year. Yep. Um Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I I think we'll have to keep an eye on how the rest of these games go, but I think those guys are fighting for who's gonna be the seven. And and the decision will be whether the sharks are gonna keep
0: are they going to carry seven?
1: Are they going to carry 13 and seven? Mm-hmm. You know, or are they just going to carry, you know, one? No, they're carry two extra skaters, but are they going to carry three? Right. They could. Yeah. You would think they'd want to you know, accumulate as much extra cap space as possible. Yeah. Over the year, so if they can make a trade to add somebody at the deadline they could with the uh, the abundance of picks that they have left mm-hmm. which I mean that's a joke they have almost none <laughs> so um but uh I don't know well, it's something to keep your eye on
0: dude any any update or any feeling on where Carlson might play
1: well I mean from the reports that I read he's playing with Lasic
0: yeah. You know, so which actually makes me really kind of happy in a so way. So it
1: would be Vlasic and Carlson, Braun and Ryan, and I'm sorry, uh, Burns and Ryan, Braun and Dylan. Right. So, I mean, that third pair just got significantly better with Justin Braun on yes, it. Yes. Yes. And maybe we'll see a little bit more of the Justin Braun that we saw when he first came up, where he was he had a real knack for getting the the, the puck through, um, and was not forced to be so defensively minded first right right so
0: when you it, play with Vlasic you're facing the best the other team has to offer right every shift and if he's going to be playing with Dylan that's not going to be the case
1: when you're moving one of your top pairing defensemen down to the third pair because you're just that deep yeah that's pretty great so um, it, it that's all good
0: news that's interesting because of all the pairs that we saw last year my first reaction was the Vlasic Bron pair would be the least likely to get broken up and yet now that i look at it it does it would make sense to have carlson and vlasic together
1: you can't have carlson playing with Burns third, No no you can't No no You can't play with Burns on, on the power play yes But like You can't have Carlson playing Third pairing even strength minutes You or, can't
0: You can't have Burns Or Vlasic Or Carlson playing Third pairing minutes That's why you, you can't Split those guys Amongst three pairings Because then Right One of those guys Is playing 18 minutes And you're wasting them Right Right You just yep. can't do that Yeah
1: and, and we know We know how DeBoard Likes to roll You know what I mean He'll mix and match As he feels like it Right Based on the lineup So Yeah yep. Um, that's the luxury that they're going to have. I mean, they've got so many moving parts that, you know, I uh, the other thing that got me excited about the Carlson trade is listening to Jamie Baker talk about it, which, uh, first of all, it sounds like Jamie Baker seems to be in a really good place. Good. I mean, I've heard him on KBR a couple times. He acknowledged that he's going to be broadcasting more this year. Yep. <clears throat> which I was excited and happy for him. So, um, and- but he talked about how, uh with Burns on the power play they're like well are Carlson and Burns going to be on the power play together and he said well probably yes but that doesn't mean that Burns is going to be playing on the point
0: right. you could
1: put him anywhere right you could move either of them anywhere mm-hmm. you put Burns right in front you could put him yep. him and Pavelski both right in front and i just started to think about the movement on the power there's just i yeah it's going to be so much better right it is it's going to be so much better because you've got this constant interchange and you've got two people in Carlson and Burns that are just going to be constantly
0: moving and looking for opportunities, right? It's going to be insane. The firepower that's going to be out on the power play. Yeah. Like you're thinking, oh, you know, Evander Kane may not even be on the first power play (laughs) unit. Like that's ridiculous. (laughs) Right.
1: Right. Well, I mean, you know, you've got, okay, Couture, Hurdle, Evander Kane, Thornton. Pavs. uh, Pavs. So only three of those guys can be out there right. on the first unit. So that means that two of them are going to be on the second. I know with Donskoy and you know, Vlasic and Braun. Right. like, okay. Yeah. Like, I mean like this is, it's good. It's, it's all good. And even you could put, you could probably put LeBanc on the point of one of the mm-hmm. second power plays too. Cause he's just got such a good shot. Yep. So Timo Meyer, I mean like it's, it's yep. good, dude. I, I mean, I mean it's, about Timo it's all good stuff. So, uh, you know I, I I think the only thing the only thing for me is that you know is is Joe is, is seems to be healthy he says he feels better than he has in a long time you're banking on a 39 year old center to be able to play meaningful minutes and uh, not get hurt again you know right. and that's 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 the question That's not a slam dunk No it's not a slam dunk and you know I think we're all hopeful But as we just saw With the 49ers today With Jimmy Garoppolo Going down uh, One key player Goes down And your season Is in the toilet mm-hmm. So Just hope this The Sharks Can stay healthy I know that's this is What you would say For any season But Especially this year Where the outcome Appears to be uh, Particularly rosy Yeah uh, It's a good time To be a Sharks fan Dude If you were a bandwagon NHL fan I think there'd be A lot of people Buying teal
0: Yes, right now in the New Jersey. Did you see the New Jersey? I did. Do you like it? Yes. You don't. You seem lukewarm already. I
1: don't know. I mean, I, I don't know.
0: No. I, I, I I don't know yet. I like it. I have to say, my initial reaction was I really like it. You
1: like the microchips and the detailing on the sleeves. Yes, I do. Did you even know there were microtrips on the sleeves?
0: Actually, I did, but I, <laughs> did, I wasn't really thinking. I wasn't really thinking so much. That's about what that. you
1: like—is you're a computer guy.
0: I, I am a computer guy, but I I do like sort of the the. It reminds
1: me of my coding.
0: The, the the I don't know if it's the same shade of teal as the. Yeah, Jersey. it's a little. I think it's a little different. It's a little different, so it seems a little bit more electric, which is kind of neat. Versus, Ooh, uh, electric against the black, which I like. Ah. I, I kind of like
1: it. Well, go buy a Carlson third jersey, dude. Believe me, I'm seriously considering it. Are you going to put an E, Carlson, next to it? are you going to just... What if someone's like, oh, Milker Carlson jersey?
0: <laughs> yeah, number 65, <laughs> Milker Carlson.
1: Well, I don't know. Someone will say it to you. Way to go, Milker. Yeah, I don't think that's no? going to happen.
0: No? Okay. I don't think there's too many Milker Carlson, you know, like fanboys that are willing to heckle me. Well, no, oh. there's probably one. There's probably one. It's Mommy. <laughs> Dude, I do want to talk about something that may be a little bit uncomfortable for some Sharks fans that was illustrated a little bit in a, I believe it was a Mercury News article, although they may have written about it on The Athletic as well, which is the lack of any movement of extending Joe Pavelski. What do you make of this? Is this something to be concerned about? Or is this something that, is this a a message? Or is this just how it's going to roll this year? Because I was a little surprised. I mean, they, they obviously locked up Logan Couture seemingly within minutes of the window. Right. And they, and they did not do the same for Joe Pavelski.
1: Well, there's a big age difference there.
0: That's true. Right? Um,
1: So, I mean, I think Pavelski's 34. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I'm not surprised. They did the same thing with Thornton and Marlowe, really, mm-hmm. right? They let them get to the end of their contract and then they extended them. Or near the end So uh, I'm not surprised I don't take it as Pavelski's not part Of the future plan of this team Um, But it also gives the Sharks A little bit of flexibility As they move forward um, Into next year I mean like you know I'd be so shocking if they went Away from Pavelski Moving into this new era
0: It, It it. on one hand, yes. On another hand, it did occur to me when I read this, and, and I don't know if this is what the Sharks were thinking, but one thing that occurred to me is the Sharks looked at all their players, and they said, we got a lot of guys that are going to make a lot of money. The Sharks are going to be pretty top-heavy in terms of salary. They're going to have a few guys making a lot of dollars. And they maybe they thought to themselves, we can't do all of these guys. Is Joe Pavelski going to be on the outside looking in? You know, he's not a fast skater. That's something that's been said about him many times, too many times to count. And the league seems to be getting faster, as you said. He's now in his mid thirties. I mean, I'm not I'm putting this argument together not necessarily because I believe it, but because I think it's an interesting conversation sure. piece. But, you know, here's a guy that is slowed is slowing down a little bit, getting a little bit older, is not his game does not jive with exactly how the league seems to be going right now. Are the Have the Sharks made the decision that mm. Joe is not part of the long-term plan? No,
1: I don't think that they've made that decision, but I think that you had injury issues at the beginning of the year last year that were just revealed in an article. He had wrist surgery, I yeah. think, and yeah. that's why he was so bad for really the first half of the year, and then he got better. Uh, but you're right. I mean, his skill set is not exactly what is... In vogue in the NHL right now So when it comes to And I'm assuming he'll be I don't know when his birthday is But if he'll be 35 He's going to be on a 35 plus contract You know How much money are the Sharks Going to be willing to invest in this And we may have to see Pavelski Make a You know Decision about You know Does he Want to take less money to stay Or does he want to Go seek Greener pastures somewhere else Right Right
0: july eleventh nineteen eighty four so he actually just turned thirty four so his thirty fifth year will be next year. I'm not sure he would still be yeah i don't know i don't know how that works, yeah, I have to look that up, but anyway i you know i'm I put all the evidence on one side, but on the other side that's worth mentioning is as soon as he was healthy, he was producing at a point per game last year, yeah, I think some I think I read somewhere that the last fifty six games of the season he scored fifty three points i mean if, if the game's passing him by, he's sure doing a great job of, of hiding it because he's still scoring at a pretty amazing pace. I mean, he was on pace. He scored at a 35 to 40 goal per season pace the last half of the year, over the last half of the right. year. Right, and if
1: he's doing
0: that again this
1: year and the right. Sharks are successful, then they're going to keep him. Like, I mean, like they'll keep him, but it'll be on like a three-year deal. It's not going to be on like a six-year deal. Right. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that he'll get probably a similar deal that they gave... Thornton and Marlon. Right. And, you know, I don't know. We haven't done a deep dive into the cap future of the Sharks, but, you know, there's a lot of players that are up. Donskoy's up. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the younger players are up in their restricted free agency. Uh, and then, of course, you've got Eric Carlson, right? Yeah, Which the yeah. Sharks didn't trade for him to let him walk. Like, that's right. They, they didn't do that. They're not going to keep Pavelski over Eric Carlson. That's true. So, um, I don't. I'm not worried about it. I think that the Sharks have been very loyal to their core players to a point, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I think when they cut bait on Marlowe, they did it at the right time because if they didn't, they couldn't have made this trade, That's and they true. couldn't have yeah. got Evander Kane right either. Right. So I think they knew that they had to make a choice. Now, if Tyler Sagan was still going to be available in the offseason, then I don't know what might have happened. This Carlson deal may never have happened. And also, you know, they may decide that they'd rather have Sagan than Pavelski and Donskoy.
0: Yeah. Right? right?
1: Like, I don't know, but that seems unlikely. You don't see a lot of teams walking around with Multiple eight million dollar plus players, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Chicago
0: I, tried it for a while and it worked for, for them a, for a while. For it worked for them for a while, and, and last year it kind of crashed and burned.
1: And someone was talking to me about the Giants yesterday, who are, you know, in the midst of a second miserable year, right? Yeah. Like, gosh, aren't you so disappointed? It's like, you know what? Not really. I mean, they they (laughs) won three World Series in the last eight years. I'm not that disappointed. I, I mean, of course, do I want them to do well? But would I trade those three titles for a couple years of misery? No, no, I, I, I I want the titles. You know what? And then they had to pay the guys because they earned it. And now those guys aren't that good anymore, but you know what? Every time I see them on the field, I remember that they won three world series and I love it. So
0: you'd rather have three world series than eight years of making the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. There's no question about it. So, um, I don't want to get to, I, I understand why some people could be nervous about the Pavelski thing. I'm just not yet.
0: You know that it's a re- it is a really good comparison though to compare it to the three year deals that both Marlowe and Thornton signed and no one was freaking out too much. Those guys didn't sign till the spring, right? Right. And so this could be just that playbook. This is the playbook that Doug Wilson runs on players of that type and players of that age. And this is not something to get all in a in a bunch of
1: yeah. I don't think i I don't think that they've come this far to then walk away from the guy who they've picked to be their captain. Right. Like I
0: just don't think. And that's another important thing. That makes me nervous. Like, walking away from a captain, again, the Sharks obviously had, t- had controversy regarding that in, well, in the past.
1: They did just trade for someone else's captain.
0: Right? <laughs> they
1: did. Well, I, I, I don't know. I think roster-wise, that makes... It's a big problem. You know, if you, yeah. you're losing Joe Thornton, who... You know, you have to wonder. I mean, this could be his last year. I mean, it could... It could. You know, it could be his last year. So Thornton and Pavelski both gone in the same year. That
0: would be very difficult. It
1: would be difficult. It does open up a lot of money.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Right. So you, that's another part of it that people aren't talking about. Right? Is that? I mean, Joe Thornton signed what a four and a half million dollar deal. Five. Right. Mm-hmm. Something. Like, do Somewhere. you know? No. <laughs> Something like that. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. Right. So, I mean, some he's not going to get the same money again next year. Like we're we went from seven. To whatever it is this year, and if he he plays last year, right? So, so if he plays again next year, he's not going to get five or four. He'll get like three or two, right? So, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a, a unknown conversation that's happened between those parties. Like he's sticking around to try and win a cup, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if they win this year, he's I he's going to retire.
0: I don't know. It seems like he just loves playing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I mean. If they win this year, I'd want him to retire.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that. that's, Dude, a, that's a different conversation. Go,
1: like you did yeah. it, man. Yeah, you got us here. Do it. Goodbye.
0: But right. he might want the victory lap, you know. It's just like
1: woohoo. Well, he can do it in a minimum salary then, because <laughs> they've got to pay Joe Pavelski. Yeah, and I think he knows that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think he knows that, and it wouldn't be actually it wouldn't shock me at all. Actually, if Jumbo played his fortieth year, that would be crazy at a minimum, because he's like.
0: I don't think NBA so. players do it all the
1: time, dude, because they're trying to win championships. I'll be shocked. I'll
0: be shocked by that. Well,
1: you know, he how, how could he look at the rest of his team and go, I know I'm 40, but I'm sticking around and we lost Donskoy and LeBanc because we couldn't keep them. Right. Because I'm 40 and I'm gobbling up five mil of the cap. Right. You could have had both those guys, but instead I'm here. Two bad knees. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> it's it's tough, right? It's tough. But anyways, we're jumping. Dude, let's get back to the happiness.
0: Yes, let's do that. We're, we're less did. than two weeks away exciting. from the start of the season. That's good stuff, dude. It's gonna be very exciting.
1: Let us know how, how Fan Fest was. We'd love to hear about it. Hope everybody had a good time. Um and uh let us know about your experience if you went
0: so we'll probably have to do the season preview next time dude oh my
1: god we got to do our picks
0: we got to do the picks so i want to live stream that if possible i don't know if schedule will be permitting but we'll try to do the youtube live stream again because i want people to trash talk your terrible picks because clearly my (laughs) picks in the past have been so amazing well, you did win last year. I'm you riding a win. gigantic streak now. You won
1: last year, dude. You should be excited. You get to hold the Vegas Cup as we it. do the picks, dude. I'm going to hold it. Um, And then I get to I choose. might drink out of it. It's, I think you
0: should. I think I think we should start that as a tradition. I think you should.
1: I'm going to urinate in it first,
0: I'm but gonna, you should drink out I'm of gonna it. I'm going to do a stand on it do like it. Alexander yes. Ovechkin did nice. on the cup. Dude. I'm going to do that.
1: But I get the decision. I get to pick. Am I going to take the first pick yes or am I going to do the second and the third I'm going to hold that information until the very last second I'm going to make you sweat it out have
0: you made up your mind already no okay yes you have no oh damn (laughs) actually knowing the answer to that question does not help or hurt me in any way (laughs) just so you know
1: Uh, or you know what I could be I could be such I could be such a jerk about it I could say I don't care what do you want to do
0: Ah! (laughs) (laughs) that would be good just just games. toss it yeah. Just
1: toss be like, doesn't matter. You can take What do it. you want to do? Can <laughs> we just sit here in silence until you make up your mind? I'll take Vegas first. Uh, uh, give me Vegas for a thousand. <laughs> I mean, oh, well, let's talk about Vegas really quickly since they just came to town and beat us in overtime in preseason last night. I mean, they've got some interesting things happening with their roster, dude. Shea yeah. Theodore unsigned, mm. you know, not in camp, unsigned, holding out. And uh, the uh, Nate... Schultz is on the suspension or you know seems like sort of a bogus performance enhancing drug suspension a little bit but it's suspension nonetheless and he's out for a a quarter of the season yeah so um, their their
0: D's a little thin
1: their D's a little thin they haven't done much to try and address that Mm -hmm. so uh, Vegas could get off to a An interesting start.
0: If you were George McPhee, would, if they, if the Sharks uh, waived Simic or he, would you just take them on general principle?
1: (laughs) Well, they did well by taking Ryan Carpenter.
0: Right? So, Uh, I mean, you know, you deny the Sharks a player and then you get a player that you need. Yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah, maybe you would. If I were
0: George McPhee, I would seriously consider that. I'm like, if these guys wave a defenseman, I'm taking
1: them. I'm sure that they're looking around the league to see, you know, who, what veteran players are going to be. Available via waivers or trade, but um, I I I think if any team was irritated by the Eric Carlson deal, it was Vegas. Like they probably yeah, yeah, yeah they wanted him thought that they had the best shot to get him. And I mean, honestly, I don't really know how they didn't, but they yeah. didn't. They had better assets than us. They must just not have been able to.
0: Yeah, it makes you wonder what they were offering. You know, but, but we'll never know that.
1: Uh-huh. Um. And also, I mean, the part of it that we don't know is that clearly Eric Carlson was part of this conversation. Maybe he didn't want to go there.
0: Did he have a no trade? He must have. He
1: didn't, but oh. I mean, they were they were allowing him to talk to the Sharks, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So maybe they maybe Ottawa was willing to send him there. Vegas talked to him, and he goes, "You know, I, you know, I don't really want to. <laughs> oh, no, oh desert's not for me, right? Right, right. and." That might have killed it. It don't. It doesn't seem like it though. They seemed pretty peeved that they weren't able to close the deal on that, which I love. Yeah. How does Edmonton not? I mean, seriously, how does Edmonton not get Eric Carlson?
0: I don't know. Maybe like they didn't, I don't know.
1: This has got to be it, right? Like for Chiarelli and McClellan, like this is it.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. if
1: they can't,
0: if they can't put something good together with all that high end talent they have, if they can't get even close to the playoffs again. They need to make the playoffs this year. They're also probably both gone. Uh,
1: <laughs> they've done nothing to try and... They,
0: yeah. Anyways.
1: <laughs> I don't want to show my hand, dude.
0: Okay, dude, I do have one question about the Vegas thing. I I know a friend of ours proposed that we have a side bet about like how the different uh, teams perform in the regular season such that it will... Incentivize or reward people that actually do pick the best teams as opposed to the single best team. Are you interested at all in this? So we don't have to decide now, but I was just something that to propose it's like. There's a smaller side bet that whoever you add up all the points that all of our individual teams get because we're going to be picking basically the whole NHL. Whoever has the most standing points wins a smaller bet. I don't know. Is that interesting to you, um,
1: sh- uh, dude? I would consider that. Okay. I, I like always like to have a little action. A little action's fun. So, um, but it wouldn't change how I I made my picks. Right. I'm going to be making my picks to try and win a free trip to Vegas. I
0: mean, cause it's not like you're going to be picking teams to win the cup that you don't think are going to be good in the regular season. <laughs> that well, doesn't really yeah, make sense. I know
1: that, but, but there are teams like the Minnesota wild that are regular season teams. Right. That I have no confidence that they can win the Stanley cup. Right. I just don't. Will they be a good regular season team? Probably. That's the Boudreaux model. Right. <laughs> right but do I think they can win a round in the playoffs no I really actually don't I'm so. getting a
0: lot of good information here in this podcast
1: <laughs> well dude I know you'll pick them because you always do I don't know why because <laughs> you they're sitting there and you
0: go I know and I go oh I got to take them Ryan Suter Zach Parise all these guys yeah
1: you know what I need to keep my mouth shut I'm giving out too much information <laughs> well, I don't know why I need to help you you won the cup dude you should be giving me tips Washington, give me
0: one. actually not a bad pick last give me year.
1: give me one of not a bad pick you one, you, you want. I was
0: surprised because I was so bad. I was so down on Washington the year before. You had the I, two I winners to pick in the cop. You
1: you were a winner regardless. But
0: you were like had both teams in the finals like three times dude, or something, didn't you?
1: T- give me one of your tips. What's one? Throw me a bone here.
0: I'm not picking Vancouver. <laughs> that's, that's my tip. That is
1: the worst tip I've ever heard.
0: Still a tip. Fine. All right, dude. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com.
1: Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.